Three, two, one, and welcome to Peak PT Studio Podcast with myself, Rich Higgins, Josh Jurieff, and David Lewis Charlton. How are we doing? Morning. Good. Cold. Good. Ah, it's colder today, isn't it? Someone said minus six this morning, apparently. Yeah. Minus four with Carl on the way here just a minute ago. Mm. It's not about, it's, what was it, going to get to zero at midday? Is it? Yeah, that's what the lady said on the TV this morning. I, I think cause it's because it's st- still and sunny. It feels warmer than. No, it looks yeah. warmer. <laughs> it looks warmer <laughs> because there's no wind. It doesn't. Like it didn't feel as warmer. bad this morning as it has done previous weeks. I don't think. And then I got out in it, and I was like, oh, yeah. That's why I've been wearing several layers. Feeling all right. <laughs> looks warm from my warm, warm bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel bad. Weekend was nice though. Sun, I love that. Cold yeah. sun, it's perfect. It's a good temperature for the walk. Perfect. It was this cold. Perfect for our weekend walk, wasn't it? Yeah. Did everyone have a nice time? Karen yeah, wasn't there. Karen uh, wasn't there. No. Karen <laughs> missed out. Yeah, we had to try and manoeuvre a buggy appropriate route around QE Park, which is <laughs> <laughs> never going to work. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. We had Chris the Sherpa as well with Elliot on his back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to watch him pick up dog poo. <laughs> it's a talent. <laughs> Freya made it all the way around. Barely even noticed she was there. She fell asleep like two minutes in and then was fine the whole way. Because she's a miracle. Yeah, miracle baby. <laughs> all aspects. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what we got on Mythbusters? Um, we Bing. Sorted. Wow. Yeah. Straight As there. You can tell my caffeine effect. That was energy, yeah. <laughs> Sat near my coffee. It must be a bit of that. Inhaling it. Good fumes. Uh, today we are going to talk about um, spot reducing body fat. So looking at your body and going, I really want to lose weight on my hips, my chest. Any of my, my lumps and bumps. Um, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about and how it is not possible. And um, well, yeah, just steer the pitfalls around that. Yeah, yeah it's <clears throat> you get it in loads of marketing, don't you? Like belly blasting workouts and fat reducing this and thigh burn, all that kind of stuff. Use those dimples. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, thigh gap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think like first off, it's like pretty terrible that it's out there marketing, just putting it in people's head for to begin with on why you'd want to and why you'd like gets people quite screwed. I think in terms of body composition, a lot of the time when you talk about it, I want to lose weight from my legs or these are too chunk and people end up with all that kind of mindset of I've got too much fat here. This is too much weight. I want to lose weight from my bum or my hips or my legs or stomach or whatever it might be. So it ends up with people with pretty poor um, envisagement of like their own body. So I don't think that's great from the outset and you can't do it. <laughs> so it's selling people down the garden path from that yeah. side as well, is you're just gonna lose fat from wherever your body deems fit basically, as you put yourself in a calorie deficit. It's not gonna go from any specific point. You can change body composition, which is something we're gonna talk about in the main part of the podcast but it's not going to burn fat in specific areas. So 
doing crunches or doing squats or doing lunges isn't going to target that particular particular area it's going to target that particular muscle group but not actually losing fat from that area down genetics mm. yeah <clears throat> i think well, it stems from sorry i think it stems from um like you said there's part of logic to it yeah oh if i use a muscle i will use the energy from that area mm. and if i use fat from that area i will lose fat from I, that specific point i was about to say my dad uh, <laughs> my dad when i was about 15 uh, was sucking in to buy the Ab King Pro <laughs> off one of those uh, QVC channels, and it was just this ripped dude, Late American, yeah, Ronaldo, and, and this uh, ripped woman. Just like, if you want a six pack and lose fat on your abs, do a hundred of these a day. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Dad, and Dad's like, just before bed, like we can hear the squeaking of, <laughs> I'm sure it's the Ab King Pro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the Ab King Pro, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, just bought it. Bought it to mask what was really going on. <laughs> Go back to bed, son. It's the Ab King Pro. <laughs> yeah. So I think that for me, that I remember that really, really early on in my yeah. adolescence, kind of. Oh, okay. If I just do X, I can get that area really super lean, which obviously, like you say, is leading people up the garden path and whipping the rug rug underneath them. You get the little electrical shock <coughs> things on your abs yeah. and stuff like that, the Ronaldo ones, don't you? I remember working at Pets at Home and this guy was like, oh, you're into your fitness, Josh. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, check this out. Lift up his uh, uniform. He's got like electrodes on his abs. And he's like, <laughs> he's Is like selling Chris? fish. <laughs> Probably. Um, he, uh, he was selling fish and I was like, I'm sure that's going to give the fish electric shocks. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he'll be talking to like customers like, yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, you okay? He's like, yeah, fine, thanks. Let me show you the dog food. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. 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 12-pack. Yeah. I sell fish by day, but I'm Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped up. Yeah, basically, you can't do it. You can't spot reduce fat. Um, something we get with like quite a few clients of holding weight in certain areas but then yeah. they're really lean in other places and I think just celebrate the fact that your your body is the way it is and you're yeah. lean in those spots and loads of other people would be killed to have more weight there or lose weight there and it's always easier said than done and you always want what you don't have so oh, I get that about my ankles a lot yeah yeah, yeah. it always tends From to women. be a... yeah <laughs> yeah why can't I have your ankles John? yeah <laughs> it always tends to be a compromise rather than yeah for sure achievement so as in like Rich saying if someone's lean everywhere but they hold body fat somewhere else and they wanted to lose that they might actually continue losing a bit more fat from their slimmer areas first and then all of a sudden they don't like those areas yeah mm. so it's always a compromise of is it worth it is it not mm. you technically you don't really know until you get there but again that's why it's always Managing expectations. Yeah. Last episode. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to lose weight from my bum, but then my face goes really gaunt when I get like this. Excellent. (laughs) Great bum, but I look like I'm dying. Yeah, it's a bit of a trade off. (laughs) Um, We got uh, one topic we talked about in the week. A little kind of spins off that was around body composition. One around like, I reckon it's 
for everyone at some point has either been like an A goal or it's in the top three for most of most of the time. Like everyone wants to look mm. good, don't they? Yeah. It's confidence and I don't really think that anyone is out there chasing one specific goal and, you know, some sort of body composition or like aesthetic angle isn't in the back of their mind or a percentage of that for sure. Yeah. I always think if you had that if in like a parallel universe, if you could do the fitness bit, but it made you look worse, like see what people would do. If you had like a parallel experiment yeah. of like being super fit, lifting weights and like having a good aerobic system, but it made you look terrible aesthetically, like what would people do? Versus if you just sat around on the sofa and ate whatever you wanted, but you looked unbelievable, you had like an yeah. unbelievable body. It'd be a good parallel universe experiment. Let's make that happen. You can think on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what would you What would you do? Probably look the same because I like to. Be, <laughs> yeah, I like to do some sort of fitness. So I'd probably balance out in the middle. <laughs> but if you stuck it one way, but I th- like even people that are, you know, running or towards performance goals or whatever it might be, there's generally some kind of aesthetic in there somewhere along the line they want to look and whatever that means to them like looking good for one person is completely different to another so it's whatever that means to them but there's there's something in the back of their mind of an aesthetic goal goes alongside it um so body composition is always a big topic a lot of it comes out of bodybuilding i guess as well like essentially body comp like we said you can't spot reduced fat so your options are losing fat from all over your body and adding muscles in specific areas or adding muscle mass to specific areas which you can do by targeting targeted training and all the eating the right nutrition yeah yeah, yeah. all the arms and hip thrusts six Acting pro yeah <laughs> yeah 16 and a quarter inches arms measured at this morning found out <laughs> it won't take long to figure out who that is <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, you can change body composition through that part, through your training and things like that. Um, what are your guys' experience personally? I mean, I said that, that I think it's always in someone's mind. Agree? Disagree? Yeah, I agree. At, at, at some point, I, I don't think all the time. Yeah. Yes, unless they've had... At, at like, the beginning, particularly. Jedi mind trick training. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, then someone goes, I think everyone does, or if they don't, they're probably the extreme end of, no, mm. controversial, bring a shotgun, health at any size. Right. <clears throat> Just as in, they have the mindset of, you shouldn't have an aesthetic goal. Fitness is just for health, and you can sure. look how you want, and you can improve your, you should do fitness for many reasons other than aesthetics, which completely agree mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I also don't think you should demonise people for wanting to change yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> their body it's just taking one extreme and then sort of virtue signalling everyone else who can stay mm. sane whilst also trying to change their body yeah without being a bad person yeah. I think that's a good point about one there is a lot of demonising people for change like physical change losing I mean like Adele comes to mind straight away (laughs) 
um, someone that was like, oh, cool, you do that and you're in the eye of the media all the time. And then she, for whatever reason, started training, lost a bit of weight and things like that and then got hammered a bit online, didn't she? Mm-hmm. For I think more, than, more so than online. But um, yeah, she's someone that jumps to mind straight away. Keyboard warriors. Yeah. And you get it a lot of the time in... I think it's difficult, like, especially in gyms. And with, like, I see it a lot with, say, young lads specifically in the late teens, early 20s, when gym, I don't know, for a lot of people becomes quite a big thing and training and training with mates and stuff like that. And some lads at that age, and, yeah, you can argue some of them push it to extremes and do stuff they shouldn't be doing, all that kind of thing. But a lot of them are in, like, really good shape for, like, training super hard, eating really clean, things like that. And... I think a lot of the time they don't necessarily get credit for that because a lot of people, yeah, I mean, whatever, they're training chest and arms 90% of the time and all that kind of stuff. But even at that age, being like super lean and getting in shape and being dedicated and stuff, I don't think a lot of people give them a lot of credit. It's just a bit of a sniggering like, oh, you're new gym bro sort of thing and all that kind of thing. Whereas actually, it's like anything, anyone that's, got in that kind of shape or in a marathon or whatever they've done an awful lot to get to that point um so it's a lot of dedication it's like dog barking interlude <laughs> dogs going past the studio tilly and Arlo going nuts <laughs> um but yeah i think a lot of the time like that kind of stuff goes a bit of a miss people take the piss out of it but it's still a lot of dedication whatever time of life and whatever point you're at, for sure. Um, still I, mean, I remember when I, when I first started training, I was like, oh, I'll train twice a day on a couple of days a week, and then I'll train twice a day on every day of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, yeah. escalation. Yeah. If one time is good, two times must be better. Exactly. Yeah. And then you'd be like starting to do A exercise. Like, I'm really sore still, but it's fine, it's good. Just it's, train through it's it. really, really good for you. <laughs> didn't want to do it, did it anyway. <laughs> Shut up, <Central>. Dedication. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's also partly some ages a minute <clears throat> where yeah. people just assume, like, you've got a young body, you can yeah. do it. You do yeah. one session and you change your whole physique overnight. Yeah. Mm. And probably a bit of jealousy in there as well. They're, yeah. like, looking back and you've got time to do it, you've got energy and age and all that kind of stuff to do it so there's probably a little bit of that involved for sure i mean i've had clients previously a couple of years ago that like oh my my son is doing this and he's got a really big chest mm. i want that and i'm like well you can but yeah. you're just probably busy in other parts of your life yeah, yeah, yeah. where your son is training a lot more than you and like yeah. you say 90 percent of it is generally you know mirror muscles and it's yeah. that level of well yeah you can do but Oh, no, it's just because he's young. That's what it is. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. There's t- people bemoan it a little bit, don't they? And like you say, there's times in life where you go through and there's... If you've got like a work basket, a health and fitness basket and family or whatever it might be, there's different points in life where you're putting more energy into one of those. And that's probably a time in life where you've got a bit more time to spend at the gym and University. recover and eat what you want. And yeah, Yeah, when you have like... 10 hours a week <laughs> read something Jeez, learn a little bit tops. go to the gym for two hours yeah go home eat eat, <laughs> eat play rugby i do think that like the back half of this question was what else is there aside from 
body composition goals. Um, and there's loads of stuff and it's getting on to like how you go about measuring that because a lot of the time <coughs> the aesthetic and weight change is the easiest to measure. It's visual, super simple to see. Uh, it's easy to measure on the scales and all that kind of stuff. Measuring health, fitness and well-being is a little bit tougher generally. Um, yeah, you've got, there's loads more gadgets and tech now to do performance stats and things like that. So you can measure fitness to a degree. Um, but like just health and feeling and well-being is quite hard to manage and measure a lot of the yeah. time. It's like, I think um, the check-in process that we use is quite helpful because then looking back through a week and looking back on a week where you've put a little bit of a note or a mark out of 10 or things like that and you can look back on, okay, rather than trying to remember back on how well you felt or putting little notes in of I slept terribly this week and this felt a real drag comparing it to where you are now of felt good like energy in the morning like just little notes like that I think that's that can be quite useful in terms of measurable goals for just fitness and like well-being outcomes I think also at the time when say younger and you have more aesthetic goals <clears throat> like health is a very far off yeah destination yeah, yeah and you sort of talk about you know quality of life aspects of resistance training such as bone density and movement capacity and quality of life for being able to play with your kids mm, at the time yeah. you're like yeah that's cool but i want bigger arms yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and it, it goes the other way like we're saying that health at any size it goes the other way of people just saying that being super lean and in aesthetic shape um is healthy and it's not necessarily like it can be but it's not necessarily of seeing someone that's really lean and like really jacked or whatever it might be they're not necessarily healthy they could be they might yeah. be really healthy but equally they might not and there's a lot of cover of that as well i think is people chase like a body recomposition or whatever goal and think that that's making them healthier whereas it's a slightly different thing to focus on it's like let's say the difference between Nutrition-wise, there's a big difference between eating for fat loss versus eating for performance versus eating for um, eating for health. Like yesterday when I rode the bike, I sent you guys the video. I had a can of Red Bull, some water, a bag of Haribo, like three packs of raw jelly and like a load of crap. <laughs> like if you put that out Trip on a virus. table, yeah, <laughs> if you put that out on a table not the healthiest thing in the world <laughs> but <Normal> that's <laughs> take note that's, that's in like the performance nutrition side of it and what i eat outside of that is very healthy but yeah taken in a snapshot is not the healthiest thing to eat in the world um and you get a lot of that as well yeah people chasing fat loss and slightly tweaking that and uh misrepresenting it with health or fitness or as with always with everything on social media, I think context is lost. People take a snapshot yeah. and then people of what put they their want. own yeah. yeah. They put their own narrative on it. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. see it through their own their own mind's eye. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember that with and it because it changes, like Josh saying, it changes time during time. And even with nutrition, times of the day, times of the week, times of year in terms of performance and stuff. You got a lot there was quite a lot of that especially when keto was getting really big 
and like a couple of journalists, journalists following Team Sky cycling and All Blacks rugby, and they'd go in and like for breakfast on a recovery day, they're having like um, eggs and bacon and stuff like this. And then the journalists come away and like, oh, they're on low carb, they're all on keto, that must be the way to go. It's like, no, that's one meal out of like, you didn't see them eating like 400 grams of rice last night and getting up in the middle of the night to eat granola and all that kind of stuff. It's like, they're definitely not low carb, it's just that one meal mm. might be. And there's a lot of that, as like you say, on internet and socials is people posting whatever they've eaten this day and this day and, oh, they ate croissants and they ate this, and, but we're getting a little bit into social media and <laughs> nutrition too much down that side. Run, 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 run. Yeah, run, yeah, run, run, but run, it is run, interesting. Run, run. <laughs> it is interesting. 16 packs of raw jelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you guys? When you started out gymming, was it body composition? Like, what was the... What was the original goal? Rugby and streaking. <laughs> so body composition. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> I was a I was a chubby kid, so definitely lose weight on the app King Pro. <laughs> Do you sell these? <laughs> no, but click on my bio. <laughs> You're my only fans. <laughs> yeah, mine was uh, at university playing rugby, and then because you sort of start. You play rugby with what, potentially five years difference in age. So when you first join, you're the youngest on the team, but you might play in the same team as people third year, fourth year, fifth year, um, so a lot older. And especially when you join, <clears throat> even if you're new to fitness and working out, they might be one, two, three, four, five years ahead in the lifting game mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden you realise even if you were the say biggest in your year all of a sudden you're not yeah. a small fish yeah. in a big pond mm. and so like, initially it was just rugby performance so getting stronger fitter faster and just being able to keep up initially but no one really sort of goes into the first team in there when they're a fresher because again everyone else is massive <laughs> Unless you play in the back, because it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, mostly it was rugby performance, which sort of got me into lifting more, and then the performance of that, and then typical university rugby lifestyle of, yeah, let's get naked a lot. And then <laughs> aesthetics come into it. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, nothing to do with health whatsoever at the beginning, because yeah. you're too young, you don't have any worries of health issues fortunately and unfortunately but again it's just a different different mindset and belief system at the time so your training mimics that and it was just all the weights get your cardio from rugby performance you don't need to do any cardio in the gym so yeah. just go in get massive eat lots <laughs> train lots sorted life was good so and then you were Straight on Slimming World and Abkin Pro. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, I told you before. Yeah, it was a strawberry flavour. Shouldn't have worn it around your ankles. <laughs> um, you know, I, I grew up um, on the larger side, should I say. And yeah, my first thing was, I was always in sports, but always carrying too much. You know, I come from a family that you don't get down till the plate is clean. And then, do you want seconds, thirds, and fourths? And you're like, yeah, 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 because everyone else is doing it. Um, so yeah, I was I was on the chubby side, and yeah, straight away it was 
lose weight. As soon as I lost the weight, I was like, oh, I don't like how skinny I look. So, uh, <laughs> off you go to Argos, go and get yourself 130 quid's worth of York home barbell spin lock. kit, spin locks, and then just five minutes changing weights between sets. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did a baller at college, me and my mate. Uh, did a baller, so British uh, Association weightlifting thing. Um, we were taught by these two prison officers. I'm like, right, so uh, let's say you do a deadlift. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then um, you did like a two-day course. And then you had a uh, PDF or printout. You didn't have PDFs back then. You just had photocopies. And um, yeah, all I would do is go through exercise one, to four on day one, which was one squat, one overhead press, abs and arms. And then the squat would just turn into deadlifts. And then the on day three would be clean and press. And then day four, it would just be shoulder press. So there was absolutely no rhyme or reason. Didn't This is before I was qualified. And um, yeah, that was it. These movements work, work the muscles you want to get bigger, just do them lots. Yeah. <laughs> that's, your, that's your program. Yeah. It's it was, pretty it, solid base though, like compared to, <laughs> yeah. but I mean compared to, I reckon most people just go in like arms four days a week and then like calves or like legs every other month. And Well, the instructor was like, if you want big shoulders, just do trap shrugs. Really <laughs> yeah, they were massive. Yeah, so just do loads of shrugs to get you massive shots. So yeah, I probably did about a thousand of those a week. Shrugs. Trying to deadlift with the York plates nightmare as well when the bar's like two inches off the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no really, one has mobility for that. And really thin. They were yeah. Really, and yeah. So when you first start as a PT and it's like the... Um, uh, lifting at work thing. It's like, make sure when you have to do your PT course, it's like yeah. trying to pick dumbbells off the floor with a straight back. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no one's got the mobility for that. It's like, keep your heels down. What? <laughs> Ridiculous. They're like practically on the floor. So we'll be able to Olympic snatch. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, nope. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of like aesthetic in both, I guess. Even it kind of starts out that way, doesn't it? Mm. That's why I liked rugby. There's yeah. no real emphasis on being super lean. Yeah. You can you can sort of have the mixture of just getting strong and fit and looking however. So for example, say a prop, there's no there's no real mention of needing to lose weight. Mm. And so that's why I've always liked rugby, because there's always a position for whatever body size, body type. Mm. And then it's all welcoming because it all works together to fit the style of play. You wouldn't want a whole team of props. <clears throat> yeah. Just like you probably wouldn't want a whole team of wingers. So that's why I liked it. The, huh, I like eating and I like lifting. Yeah. Cool, I'll be a forward. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think like when I started gymming, I was probably, I was 15, I think, at school. And the rugby coach then was like, he played nationally rugby was like really into his gym and he got the school to put a um new gym in like free weights dumbbells rack and all that kind of stuff and i was yeah i was 15 i think i literally just tipped over eight stone when i was like when i was for yeah probably about 15 <laughs> um and playing rugby at the time so like you say it is all shapes and sizes um so it was a bit of that and he kind of introduced us to weightlifting to begin with and we we're at the gym and we had the like 
a bit like the cables behind us, but the bench press was like that, you know, like chest press when you're lying flat and yeah. you can stick the pin in and all that kind of thing. So it was just like keep going until you can lift the whole stack basically. And then we did a little bit of like free weight stuff with him. Um, I don't really know what I was doing. It was just good fun. And yeah, it was like getting a bit bigger. Me and a mate were both sort of super skinny, super lean, never really ate much as a kid and was always outdoors and just running and doing stuff. So yeah, it was a bit of like trying to add a bit of weight on for sure. Uh, guess what I think it helped. Well, helped me a lot because I don't think when you start out, if you just get into fitness, I don't think you should have a. Hmm, it's not necessarily an aesthetic goal, but then doing all of the things like getting stronger, bone density, all the things that you do for health when you're older, also are the things that build muscle. Yeah. So you sort of get the best of both worlds, but especially at the beginning, it's just getting into it, getting into the consistency of training, finding how you move, finding what you like to do. And then all of a sudden, as soon as you find something you like, it's easy to then keep up. And then that's what's going to sort of keep you in the game of being able to change your physique if you ever want to down the line. Yeah. Um, it's like we say to people that come in here, the re like the reason we plan and sessions like we do of core work power work aerobic work everything is training people like an athlete or training people like a sports person but as a byproduct most sports people and most athletes also look pretty good so even if someone does have that aesthetic goal like we're still going to train them as a well-rounded individual and do a little bit of everything because yeah like you say you're still going to get that outcome anyway as a byproduct like our little um, test scenario at the beginning um, we're in a world where getting generally stronger and fitter you're going to look, look aesthetically better as well um, let's say then the other way around so yeah it just kind of makes sense to train as a sports person and train to be well rounded and then that other stuff comes with it I think the body sort of body composition or recomposition there's only really three not really phases, three methods. You sort of either <clears throat> are in a sort of big calorie deficit, roughly around maintenance calories, yeah. or in a calorie surplus. Um, and so you do the same sort of training. You might adjust the movements if you want to, again, spot enhance rather than spot reduce, but you, you want more arms or more chest or more legs or more bum, more back, whatever it is. You would do a bit more volume intensity of that stuff within your training but then most of the sort of actual recomposition comes from the nutrition side of things and if you're roughly eating at maintenance calories you can sort of lose fats very slowly whilst building muscle mm. or you can go into sort of a, a phase of trying to maximize fat loss and minimize muscle loss rather than trying to gain muscle at the same time. Or if you want to maximize muscle gain, you probably want to be overeating so there's less chance of leaving, leaving a percentage of work sort of on the table that isn't utilized. So that's why you sort of maximize a calorie surplus. So you're just trying to maximize muscle gain whilst I guess minimize fat gain, but you're always gonna put on a little bit because you're in a calorie surplus. And so there's always that spectrum of 
if you're trying to maximize one thing you're trying to minimize something else whereas there's a whole sort of in between of effort intensities managing food managing calories managing what exercises and movements and things you're trying to do for muscle gain so it's all very highly individual because then it also depends on what training you've previously had if you've had good for example rugby training and you know how to do free weights then it's easier to manipulate a muscle building routine whereas if someone's new to the gym completely you sort of need a bit of an introduction rather than being like oh okay so we're gonna stack you up on deadlifts squats heavy rows bench and overhead press you need a bit of sort of movement knowledge practice just getting into things before you try to maximize anything um and so the body composition i always like to just simplify into systems so muscle gain fat loss Mm. and then a Mm. blend of the two yeah i think just mentally as well it's easier to focus on one more so than trying to chase two at the same time isn't it definitely from like a psychological perspective if you end up you trap get trapped in the middle of i'm trying to put a bit of weight on but also every time i do try and put a bit of weight on i get annoyed that i can't see x definition or i feel like i'm getting bulky and all this kind of stuff that you do have to that's where a lot of coaching comes in as well is because even respecting like i've had people in the past clients that have dieted for a long period of time and lost quite a lot of weight and then we've got into a phase of trying to get a bit stronger and put a bit more muscle on and just seeing the scale go in the other direction even if it's very fractionally is really difficult to get their head round because they've spent quite a bit of time watching the scale go down or watching body shape change or you know being so lean or whatever it might be over the summer compared to over the winter and things like that so mentally it takes a bit of time to talk yourself around that I think it it can be really tricky especially if someone already has that kind of mindset in them then it's quite difficult um chopping and changing so i think like you say generally you want to cut it up into three different areas and know from a training perspective if you're not being coached as well knowing what you're chasing and what you're going for of i'm trying to add on some muscle and stuff in this specific area so i know my weight's going to get up and i might add on a little bit of weight all over um can help a lot of the time for sure and equally when you're trying to lose weight is looking a little bit at you know perhaps energy levels in the gym go down strength might go down a little bit but knowing that's coming and then <clears throat> accepting that rather than thinking oh why is this ha- happening i'm getting weaker i'm but you may be getting leaner or whatever it might be so a bit of focus on that can be can be pretty key I was in my own head because I'm a gamer and I like games uh, whenever you sort of play things if you sort of craft anything say let's just say make a potion you can never make a magic potion that Harry puts everything you've been watching plus. the trailers too much right there's always sort of you make a potion that gives you and let's just for example say X amount of strength but it also takes away yeah. some level of health Yeah. there's never a, a perfect achieves everything all at once it's all just compromise of you might get this over time yeah but it might cost you this yeah, yeah and so that's where it's always just being aware of anyone trying to sell you a, a dream is probably lying 
Yeah. So whereas if someone says, oh no, I can get you this, but it might cost you this, it's then like informed consent of it's up to you to say, oh, okay, yeah. or I can put on X amount of muscle and get the bench press, squat, whatever movement, weight, desire you want, but it might cost you two pounds, one pound of body fat. It's like, meh, I can do with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I also think it's good to learn the skill of weight loss or body fat loss, just so that you know whenever there's a phase like Christmas, there's no mental stress of putting on weight because you know you can plan in some time to try and lose it. Yeah. Um, so you've just got the skills of being able to manipulate your training and manipulate your eating for X goal. It's never always going to be the same style of training, style of eating. Things always change. But it's just, again, not attaching yourself to one style one identity I guess mm. of how you are so that mm. then you know that you can change and still be you at your core there, there was one game that actually did it really well I remember it was San Andreas GTA <laughs> you just be so you can go to the gym to make yourself faster or stronger and I remember my friend at the time was just like I'm just going to get massive and then <laughs> He couldn't run anywhere in the game. He was so massive. He was like absolutely howled. It's a good life lesson. And then, uh, yeah, he just got smashed up. Got killed um, by a pimp. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm going to go for a blend of the two. Quite athletic. And I, yeah, I didn't die. Why is pimp? It's something we always used to talk about when I was younger. You, like you say, you want that level of athleticism generally. I think that's always been my goal, but then you don't want to impose goals on anyone else. It's completely up to the individual. And then our job as a coach is just to find the quickest, most effective and easiest to implement way of getting there, basically. You say that, that as you don't want to implement your own views, and but a lot of coaches do. You, mm. know, you know, a lot of coaches, whenever you see, oh, I've just done this course and everyone's going to do exactly the same. Or mm. because there's a new skill like kettlebells, when yeah, kettlebells are massive, yeah, yeah. everyone's like, Oh, everyone's going to do, you know, snatches or... Just doing these. Just doing these, because this is the best way. Like, you know, it's a new kind of wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Where were we? No, no. Yeah, so trainers imposing their own views and thoughts is quite... I don't know if it's common. Well, I'm sure it is common. We mm. just don't know about it. But, um, yeah. Let us know if you've uh, uh, had an issue like that. The kettlebell one just reminded me, someone was saying they went, a PT I know, went on a kettlebell course the other week and they f one of them failed the course because they couldn't do like, it was something mental, it was like 100 swings in X allotted time. So they failed them on the course. I was like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what course that is, but that sounds like one of the most terrible things yeah. I've ever heard. I did my master kettlebell training, that's what they called it. Yeah. And um, that was a big, I don't know where Fourth it was from. Fourth down. You, Ukraine, yeah. <laughs> Fifth actually. Um, there was this big, oh, I don't know, Russian, <coughs> Ukrainian dude. And um, we w did that's the, a weird blend at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he was of that. And um, <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, I'll pick up, I'll pick up the 25. And everyone's like, okay, we're just going to do like a 10 minute circuit. Mm. He was blowing yeah. out of his ass just within minutes because the instructor's like, well, we're going to do high tempo, low tempo. 
and uh, yeah, this dude was smoked. Is that guy at GTA? <laughs> so he, yeah, yes. yeah. So <laughs> he See, failed. No cardio. <laughs> he got shot by a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard on a course of failing someone because they couldn't do. Like should, a son of cowbell swings, if they're already qualified as a PT. Say, you should be governed by what you know, what you can, what you coach can do. coach a few. Yeah. Like how, many, how many reps do you uh, demonstrate? Like three tops? hundred every hour. It's like, do those, but loads more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking, we're super fit and we can do it. <laughs> more than bang average, cowbell swingers. <laughs> um, there's one other question... Uh, topic that I just wanted to get in because someone messaged it to me the other day and just because generally I like getting run topics in there <laughs> so sorry to both of you stop imposing your own <laughs> yeah. so I just want to talk about triathlon for the next 40 <laughs> minutes um, but no someone has started running a little bit they've done a bit of treadmill running they got up to doing 20 minutes kind of quite steady um, and they wanted to know whether they should be going quicker or longer, basically, in terms of their running, once they'd got to that. They'd done 20 minutes at X pace. Should I carry on trying to do the same at that pace or go further, that kind of stuff? Um, and as with always with fitness, it completely depends. It's goal-dependent. So um, if you have a specific run target you want to get to, for example, you want to run the Great South around us, that's 10 miles, obviously you're going to have to build up the distance. If we're just talking about someone that wants to or understands they need to challenge their aerobic system a little bit, their cardio system as well, um, then I would say for the most part, if you're weight training and gym training as well, see those gym training sessions and those uh, weight training sessions almost like an interval style run session because it's a similar kind of metabolic demand on the body. And so your cardio work outside of that wants to be some sort of steady base aerobic. So you don't need to worry about going too quick at all. We've got a massive proponent of teaching people to run slow. Um, a lot of the Jog. jogging, <laughs> a lot of the um, uh, adaptations that you want from cardio, mitochondrial density and increase and things like that all happens when you're running slow and steady. Yeah, sports science. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, happens when you're running slowly, and that's what most people are trying to get from cardio. So I'd say slow and steady to start out with for sure. Anything in around 30 minutes for that individual building up to there. And then you could maybe look at expanding out to some interval style stuff, depending on how it fits within your workout. But for the most part, like I say, your gym sessions, your weight sessions, and any interval style cardio that you do within that or classes is gonna hit that um, anaerobic thing, anaerobic tolerance, that threshold tolerance, the higher end stuff. So use the cardio as that some super steady base aerobic work. Mm. And so building up until you're comfortable doing whatever that is on the bike, whether you're running, whether you're swimming, whether you're skiing, rowing, whatever it might be, get your body used to those mechanics and build it up at a very slow and steady rate. And then when you're comfortable with that, if you want to add in more, then you could look at putting interval style, style sessions on top where you're going to look at going a little bit quicker for shorter periods of time. So generally, I'd say for most of the people that we see that are gym training, it's steady aerobic work that's going to tick most of the boxes and tick the stuff that you're not hitting in a weight session potentially. 
um, before you worry about going too much quicker. Um, like we do in the gym of building a base of teaching people to bodyweight squat and goblet squat before we start loading them up. Same with running, teaching you to run slow and steady and your body getting used to those mechanics, those impact and your cardiovascular system getting used to breathing under a bit of duress and then you can build it up and get a bit faster and, and that kind of stuff. Um, that's if running isn't a specific goal, it's just I want to do some cardio outside of the gym work that I'm doing. Tilly's grumbling at us in the background. <laughs> yeah, I'm, hold- I'm holding Arla's ball because I think Arla running about is uh, upsetting Tilly. I really wanted to wait until you finish that sentence. I was like, right, here we go. I was on a monologue there, so sorry. <laughs> what I heard was run the distance, then improve the time. Yeah. <laughs> I heard running and then I stopped listening. <laughs> um, any other business, guys? Anything else that you guys want to add? <laughs> Uh, Have we got any social plan next month? It's Josh's birthday. birthday. No, it's uh, Verity's birthday. Verity's birthday is on the 23rd. Oh, yeah, that's it. So me and Verity are getting together and we're doing something. Oh, is it your birthday as well? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I had Verity's in my diary. But it's yours. It's 23rd. Got it. Yeah, mine's 26th. Don't worry. (laughs) I knew it was in that week. (laughs) No, it's Verity's. It's 23rd. (laughs) Is it Tills? Pug, your birthday's not till June, you shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you pipe down. Yeah, if anyone's got any ideas for uh, Verity and I's uh, birthday, then uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give us a shout. <laughs> um, so yeah, that'll be our social <laughs> next. Um, after we did the walk on the <laughs> weekend, I was like, I kind of want to do a walk every weekend inside the class. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> it was like so nice being out and about and it was a perfect day for it. And then just coffee and cake afterwards, it was ideal. I was like, we should do this every weekend. Yeah. Let's sell the studio and start a walking club. <laughs> <laughs> start rambling. Oh, banana, banana loaf, chocolate yeah. twists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sausage rolls. Yeah. Oh. I was like, like yeah, let's do this. Throwing in a dog walk after the class some weekends. Yeah, I think we should do. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think good, we that's should a good do. shout. I mean, we've got Whiteley on our you know, doorsteps. So yeah. just walk to the we can just walk up here. to the... Yeah. yeah, yeah. And over the summer, we could go over to uh, New Forest. Yeah. A bit more space out there. Oh, uh, I forgot to say that QE's got pizza ovens now. So, you know, last year we did the rounders. Yeah. We could, could hire a pizza oven nice. at QE nice. for our summer social. Just putting it out there. There we because go. It's an option. There we go. Jamie, I hear Jamie's really good. <laughs> yeah, Jamie's banging. Jamie's good. He should Chris be is good on too. some barbecue course at the moment, so is he? he can sort us out. Yeah. I think so. Are you making that up? No, I think that's what he got for Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. And oh, okay. Yeah. One of our members, Brett, he went on a barbecue course too, so we just have to rope him in. Oh, there we go. There we go. We've got loads. What would you options. rather have for Christmas, barbecue course or a Tough Mudder entry? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, That is everything from us, I think, guys. Uh, If you do have any questions, any topics, anything on social media that you see that you want us to cover in next week, um, we'll try to get less barking and fire alarming and grumbling in the background, uh, but we can't promise anything. We'll see you next week. Cheers.